who had inherited his Italian mother's dark good looks. Fortunately, he had not also inherited her disposition. She had befriended me in an attempt to keep me from discovering that she had committed murder, and crushing though it was to have been so deceived by a friend, I couldn't deny her request that I look after her son, who was born some months after her arrest. Most people assumed Tom and Richard were the twins, and that Henry was our ward, not only because of the difference in his appearance, but also because of his tendency towards wildness. The English upper class prefer to believe the children of their own are all credits to the Empire, while surely the natural son of a murderer would have numerous deficiencies when it came to civilised behaviour. It was this judgement that endeared me to my dishevelled son and I did my best to treat him with the patience and reason it was so easy to give to Richard and Tom. Tom, who was sitting next to me on the smooth leather seat, had been looking out the window and pointing to, with great delight, animals whenever he saw them. No bird, horse, dog, cow, or sheep escaped his notice. He was a sweet boy, cherubic in both appearance and nature. My husband, Colin Hargreaves, tightened his grip on Henry and Richard as the carriage turned into the long drive that led to Darnley House, seat of the Earl Bromley, my father. The Earl didn't manage the household, nor did he organise holiday plans. Those tasks were left to my mother, who tended to them in a manner that would have made an ancient Roman tyrant tremble with giddy approval. An iron fist, she had always believed, was nothing more than a good start. Your mother's summons had the weight of the Queen behind it, Colin said, and it's that which causes me concern. I have a feeling we're here to keep an eye on the Maharaja. That may well be Her Majesty's intended purpose for you, but I have no doubt that my own is nothing more than to be present to personally bear the brunt of all my mother's criticisms. It is her favourite entertainment. Colin was a trusted agent of the Crown. Together we had worked to bring to justice no fewer than nine heinous murderers. And though the Queen might have preferred to see Colin tend to matters on his own, even she couldn't deny my skills as an investigator. This didn't mean, however, that she wholeheartedly approved of my role. More often than not, she ignored it entirely. I was only teasing, my dear. Colin said. We had nearly reached the front of the house. I pulled out a handkerchief and motioned for him to lean towards me so that I might attempt to remove the grime from his face before my mother saw him. The Maharaja doesn't need looking after. He rules one of the most important states in India and has proven himself devoted to the Queen, or rather the Empress of India, on many occasions. I shudder at the thought of what your mother has in store for him. My mother, whom I had considered a formidable opponent since approximately the time of my fifth birthday, disapproved of virtually everything I did. Until the birthday in question, I hadn't known her views on young girls and tree climbing. Her opinion on the topic, once made clear, destroyed my admittedly juvenile last hope that we might agree on something. Now we saw each other as infrequently as possible. The carriage slowed and stopped, 
Outside, waiting to greet us, stood my mother's housekeeper, butler, cook, who had brought a gingerbread man for each of our boys, five parlour maids, three footmen, and a groom. My father remained in the doorway, but gave a hearty wave. I believe I may have heard him shout, Huzzah! as we descended to the drive. My mother, who seemed not quite ready to commit to stepping out in the snow, hovered behind him, coming forward only when she saw that I didn't, as she would have preferred, curtly greet the staff and go to her. Instead, I went directly to the groom, who had taught me to ride when I was a tiny girl, and embraced him before saying hello to the rest of the poor servants standing in the cold. Soon enough, we were inside the great hall of Darnley House, beneath the disapproving stares of my ancestors, whose portraits lined the walls. I do wish you had managed to arrive early.